Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So we've been trying to get the blue check mark on our Twitter account. We have a sad 26,000 followers. Um, I wish we had more. Verify the, that. I think it's grown. The number being sad, not the individual followers you have. <laughs> they might all be sad. sad. Nor our tone on Twitter. <laughs> it's quite cheerful. I think our Twitter account's pretty good. I'm surprised we don't have more followers, That's frankly. That's all right. Um, I'm, me too. Yeah, you're right. 26,500. Pathetic. But having the having the blue <laughs> if we had bigger boobs, we'd have more followers. <laughs> Although I did get a hundred responses on my dunk video. Which my favorite Your Kobe tribute. Yeah, my Kobe tribute. My favorite response to my Kobe tribute dunk video was that's the most redneck thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody her response was that Whoa, so a guy can't dunk a basketball next to a corrugated shed in cowboy boots and not be called redneck in your world? Anyway. Eh, that's funny. Um, we want to get the blue check mark, and Hanson, our executive producer, has been looking into it, and they and the program's been suspended for quite some time. That's oh, when the they, blue check program. That's yeah. when they verify accounts. If you see a Twitter account that's got a blue check mark, you know that's actually... Um, uh, you know, it's, it's a problem with celebrities, particularly. You know, that's actually Whoever. Brad Pitt, yeah, and not somebody who just calls himself Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt with three T's who tweets all sorts of ridiculous and slanderous stuff, and has the same picture of the real Brad Twit as his avatar or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we've been trying to get the blue check mark, and this might be the reason they suspended the program. A 17-year-old high school student was able to convince Twitter to verify his account. And give him the blue check mark that he created as a fake Republican candidate for Congress. He did this while he was bored over Christmas vacation. <laughs> um, they haven't named who it was because he's he's underage. But he told CNN he was bored over uh, Christmas vacation, and he'd heard about the Russian meddling in the 2016 elections, and he wanted to see if that he could uh, get past Twitter's integrity efforts. It took him 20 minutes to create a website for the imaginary candidate. Then another five minutes to make a Twitter account for him. For the candidate's picture, the team took an image created by artificial intelligence from the website This Person Does Not Exist. I'm unaware of that. Huh. This kid's pretty hip to uh, computers. Yeah. Then the team had his fake candidate listed on Ballotpedia, which is a website that aims to be an online encyclopedia for American political candidates. And the team told CNN that... Can ballot- I hire this kid right now? The, the kid told CNN that Ballotpedia didn't ask for any proof that congressional candidate Andrew Walls actually existed. So that's how a lot of this stuff works. You need to find, in the, in the, in the string of credibility, you need to find which one's got the lowest standards. And once you get on that one... Then you're up and running. Yeah, and Twitter ah. had a long-standing kind of not maybe not official, but a partnership with Ballotpedia where they would use them to verify candidates. So as soon as he infiltrated Ballotpedia, got this guy on there. Infiltrated is a good word. It sounds like he just asked. Right, Ballotpedia with their yeah, whatever policy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then and then Twitter just looked at that. Well, it's on Ballotpedia. And that's then, good enough for us. And then they probably Googled and said, oh, okay, he's got a website. Yeah. It's on Ballotpedia. That's good looks enough. legit to me. Yeah, <laughs> and so you're Andrew up, you're Walls up and running. So, in in terms of stopping Russians from infiltrating our, you know, our, our discourse, obviously we got no hope, which is fine, you know. Right? Yeah, we'll be all right. Yeah, like I said, every effort to fix the problem, the cure has been worse than the disease to me. 
Yeah, all sorts of overreach, censoring things just because you don't disagree or just because you don't agree with them. I just I don't trust Silicon Valley to do this, particularly because they don't employ, you know, people with uh, balanced perspectives and life experiences about it's a bunch of 23 year olds on skateboards who are supposed to go through political stuff and decide which I should see and which I, I shouldn't. It's no good. It's no good. Forget it. Uh, oh, coming up, Bernie's Scandinavian fantasy. Oh, I do want to. I want to. Of all people, Fareed Zakaria. Yeah, I want to get more into that. That that's pretty. I that's one great thing that's coming out of this uh, campaign and the whole Bernie thing. There's definitely more of a conversation going on about socialism. Okay, what what worked and didn't work under Fidel Castro? Turns out like nothing worked. Um, uh, how about all these various countries that have tried socialism? What's the real history of China? All this stuff, this is good stuff. Uh, yeah, I think it's a conversation worth having. I'm just afraid that the slogans and the feel-good stuff are going to win the day because the, the, the arguments that take a few minutes to noodle through, people just, they won't take the time. Or in the case of dumb people, present company not, you know, included, obviously, but they can't grok it anyway. So we're wasting our time. And it scares me. Uh-oh, we definitely need transition music for this. Controversy surrounds a robot sex brothel set to open Houston. Well, first the Astros cheating scandal, now this. Sorry, Houston. Houston's beautiful, but it is very humid, so... Robot sex workers don't get sweaty. That's all I'm going to say. The sex robot brothel will be open for business in Houston within the next week. Oh, good. This is the business partner for the Canadian sex doll rental company, Kinky S Doll. Wow. When are we going to build a wall up north? Sex doll rental. Ew. Oh, boy. Ew is right. That's, uh, that's disgusting. Signed underwear rental. If I were going to go there, and I'm probably, well, not probably not. I'm not. I don't know. You got a three-hour a three layover there at uh, Bush International? I want a brand new one, fresh out of the wrapping. <laughs> Oh, boy. You just took the cellophane off this one. Right. <laughs> right. Safe. I want to see it delivered from the factory. I want it to be like a bottle of Tylenol, triple sealed for my protection. This comment is not for the kids. But you know how it's kind of grody if you sit down on a toilet seat and it's warm because oh. somebody's been sitting there? Oh, boy. I don't want you to finish that thought. No, exactly. I don't either. I didn't want you to no start more. it. Exactly. It was, it's unanimous. <laughs> The company already operates a sex robot brothel in Toronto where the dolls rent for $120 per hour. We provide a deep and satisfying experience both in the way we feel and move with our love dolls, says this company. That is just so off-putting. Houston's a fairly religious town, too. Fairly. Um, there's always a wicked section of town, Jack. Well, and there's some people that uh, are anti-prostitution but in favor of this. There's a big difference between human prostitution and all the problems that come with that and artificial prostitution. Well, and that's, that's clearly true. true. There's not, nobody's being abused. Exploited. Um, diseases, just all kinds of different things. Well, the disease, well, there, listen. Also, this, a, I, I fault you for bringing this up, but there are, these dolls are to some extent modular. Can we just leave it there? You can pop one part in and pop another one out, you know, and okay. switch them out. But uh, to trying to stop it, there are no laws that anyone's aware of that prohibit this, as long as it's done where it's not in public view or anything like that. But you can't, you you can't call it prostitution. How would you make this illegal? Uh, well, mm. it's gross, 
And, and, and I think it makes you a weirdo. I honestly do. I think you're a weirdo. If you're having sex with a doll, I well, think you, you are a weirdo. You get caught walking out of there, your friends are going to call you a robot blanker for the rest of your days. And rightfully so. Well, because you clearly are. Let's move on. We need transition Sickos. music for this. Yes. Full-on transition music. And I blame <laughs> Highly disappointing. This will erase what we were talking about. So we can cleanse our palate. Shaka rump is what I say. This is way better than that stupid billion download song we played the other day. So, these are the top ten things people with children consider a parenting win, according to a survey of of 2,000 parents of children ages 2 to 18. I thought I worried about my kids when they were kids. Worry more now. Nobody told me this was going to (laughs) happen. Uh, number 10, successfully distracting your child while passing the toy aisle so they wouldn't beg for a new toy. <laughs> that is a good one. I consider that a victory. <laughs> number nine, successfully bathing your child without any tantrums. This is obviously for younger children. You're not bathing your children at this point. Bath time was, was a gas back in the day. Now, as an infant, it was problematic. But once they got you know, past really infancy, it was just fun. Yeah. Yeah, good oh, time. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, then, the good times. And then when it ends, it's over, and it's just it's like, oh, that's over? Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, the bath no, toys... No, Dad, I'm taking a shower. I remember what? when Henry, who's uh, the youngest of my two, when he said, I don't want bath toys in the bathtub anymore, I thought, oh, it's over now. Yeah. No more bath toys. Forever. Last week, I was squirting you with the fish, and you were squirting me with the alligator, because you prefer the alligator. No, no, no. Dad. Okay, sorry. Oof. Uh, number eight, getting your child to bed without any tantrums. That's a getting the kid to bed. Oh boy, that's a every oh, night. Oh boy. Uh, getting it into the, the famous Samuel L. Jackson reading from that book. <laughs> Go to blank to sleep. Yes. Jeez, and that is so true. Oh. Number seven, getting your child to finish their homework. I am dealing with that on a nightly basis. Stay focused. What Sometimes are we doing here? when you secretly think, why does my kid have so much homework? At their mm. age. But it varies. There are some school districts that have none now, and the parents are saying, what's going on here? There right. are no studies that show it's a good idea. Homework I looked into in general? It. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't help. But some people really believe in it, and some people don't. Yeah, I would trust the data, I suppose. I mean, obviously, I, you, know, you have you to did, do papers and stuff like that. If you did 40 minutes of good, solid instruction, then 15 minutes of practice... And then, you know, five minutes of, of, of correcting or tutoring a little extra for the kids who struggle, I think that'd probably be pretty effective. Sure. Uh, keeping your child occupied on a long car ride, that's a parenting win. Mm. The, 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 the glowing boxes now have taken care of that. Yeah, no kidding. That's true. Um, uh, I'll skip to number one, getting your child to eat their vegetables easily. <laughs> hmm. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Mailbag. Here's your freedom love and quote of the day from Lord Acton, who wrote this in the history of freedom and Christianity, and was later quoted uh, in uh, old what's his name's uh, The Road to Serfdom, Milton Friedman. The finest opportunity ever given to the world was thrown away because the passion for equality made vain the hope for freedom. Enforced equality is the opposite of freedom. It's a curse. It's a horror. Reject it. 
You know, this is a very nice idea from Mary Ellen in beautiful Sacramento, Cal Unicornia. Michael, can we have the uh, the traditional music for the gentle, the beautiful Japanese art of the haiku? Oh, good Lord. Jack, it's the very stupid structure of it. Stupidest art in the world. The five syllables, the seven, the five. The, the limitation is what sets the artist free. Yeah, okay. Or something. <laughs> or makes it dull. This is entitled February Haiku for Jack. Oh, fantastic. Love is in the air, but so is influenza. Wash your filthy hands. <laughs> that reminds me. We've got very to talk- good. Mary Ellen, very nice. Well, a heck of an interesting article in the New York Times over the weekend on how China is doing this around their country. Oh, my God. What a crazy situation that is. We'll have to talk about that more doing later. what? Hi- haikus? Lock- locking down these various cities. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just you can't leave your house. And so... One family member's allowed to come out every two days. These are people that aren't infected. Mm. And everybody's just locked in their homes. Oh, boy. They had video yesterday on uh, one of the shows of them welding the door shut. I don't know why they had a metal house or whatever. I don't know what kind of thing they were sitting in. But uh, a family that was thought to have the virus or whatever, the government came and welded their door shut so that they can't come out. Gee, I hope there's not a fire. Oh, yeah. They had a woman being punched by a, a government official at the airport because somehow she was on a list of having it and said, no, I don't. I'm going home. And they started wrestling her to the ground and punching her. And it's, oh, and then these office workers, they're just sitting at their cubicles typing like people do. And all of a sudden, the government people come in full hazmat covered and just spraying this foamy white spray everywhere while they're just at their keyboards typing. Wow. wow. Well, I know they're really concerned about this because... I've been looking at various health experts around the world's uh, predictions, and it's either going to be quite big or enormous, this this problem. It's already disrupted uh, global supply chains for business, that sort of thing, but uh, more on that to come. Uh, happy days, writes Larry. So glad local station has real talent, not the crap they try to pass. I'm sorry, the crap you try to pass off as entertainment. Mm-hmm. Good riddance to bad rubbish, dumbass. Thank you for the note, Larry. Um, let's see. Jack and Joe, writes uh, Ed. You finally convinced me that you two are biased. I think you mean biased, Ed. Perhaps you should learn English anyway. And blind, blithering idiots. How can you believe that Bill Barr was actually seriously pushing back on Trump? It was all staged to make Barr look like he, uh, to appear independent. I was unaware of that narrative till this weekend when I heard it uh, repeated oft. That, uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. The reason he said that was to give cover. Right. It was a double reverse. And Jack even thought Barr was making a veiled threat that he'd resign if Trump didn't back off. Give me a break. You two need to go back to Iowa, Kansas, or wherever you hicks are from and leave our great state, California, because you are just too dumb as you both live in a state you hate. Joe, you're always crapping on the state by calling it Cal Unicornia. Why don't you just effing leave, you whining snowflake? Um... Yes, that's that's a great answer to terrible governance. Yes, uh, actually, people are by the tens of thousands. Uh, I've chosen not to as yet. P.S. Uh, Sean, uh, wake up! You're, uh, you, you get the next lashing. Ooh, exciting! Your clips of the week is the dumbest, most annoying waste of time on radio ever. I need to switch stations whenever it comes on. I'm surprised you two are not fired just for that lame bit. I mean, let's hear him out a little bit. And then, <laughs> and then, I love this. I love this feeling that the preceding, uh, you know, body of the email was understated. He signs off with former listener who is fed up with your unfunny bias and idiocy. Mm. Okay, thank you for that. Thanks for listening. 
I know you're listening today, too, to see if your email was read. So thank, thanks again. Oh, Ed, Ed, I'm sorry he's so angry, man. I hope you get the help or love you need. The whole world's trying to figure out when you get this stuff, are these people trolls or are they really people that like continue to use a product they hate? I mean, like if I went to a restaurant, <laughs> ate there every day, and this is the worst food I've ever had. See you tomorrow. Throw it at the waiter. Yeah. <laughs> you ought to eat this crap. Damn it. You give them 20% and then go out the door. Uh, thank you, Ed, though. That was very entertaining. Let's see. Oh, uh, speaking of Cal Unicornia that I, I crap on, according to Ed, this is making the rounds. Now, Friday's San Francisco uh, Twitter sensation was that guy squatting and taking a poo right outside the Civic Center. In a, no, that actually, that was in front of a, building, a business building, I believe. But he's taking a poo in a potted plant as dozens of people walk by. Oh. And he's waving to the camera and the rest of it. And then this is the hot one for today. It is... Um, Right next to the new Civic Center BART, Bay Area Rapid Transit Canopy, market in 7th and San Francisco, it is. it appears to be a solid dozen drug dealers lined up ready to sell you drugs, and you can see the junkies just right around the corner. That's fabulous. That's great. Yep. That's super. Oh, we don't have that much time, do we? None of us do, Joe. Uh, let's see. Only today, really. Right, only this moment. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. To perform the Star-Spangled Banner is acclaimed singer, songwriter, and 10-time Grammy winner from Chicago, Shaka Khan. Here we go. Always oh, got to like this. How old is Shaka at this point? 75. Really? I, I don't know. I have no oh, idea. Say, can you see? 66. Ooh, this is going to take an hour. The twilight's gleaming. Is this gonna be the longest national anthem ever? That's all right. And dry it's not your faster quintile. Some ramparts. We're so gallantly. Streaming. Twitter's going wild over this. That's why we're playing it. Whoa. <laughs> yes. Anybody hurt? All the, the notes. You're a jazz fan. Is this jazz? Tonight that I fly was still there. Big finish. Whoa, say does that so spangled Yeah! She's still going. <laughs> oh, 
Oh boy. Wow. Particularly gets credit for uh, uh, deciding that the more notes, the better. Uh, just in music in general or the national anthem? In general. Because it became a thing, what, dozen, 15 years ago? Gosh, I don't know. Christina Aguilera was really big on it. I think Mariah Carey, when Mariah, she started oh, doing yeah. her big ranges and the whoa, and she was good at it. So. It'd be kind of interesting to take the time to go through that national anthem there and figure out how many notes. Because she would do oh individual notes yeah I mean twenty if you were to per play, word oh see can you say so that's you know probably a hundred and three how many she did yeah seven hundred and eighty yeah yeah <laughs> that's a lot and yeah. she's a good singer obviously but that's a still got it at age sixty six bringing it it was I, a little shouty at times but who am I to criticize Michael I think we need transition music mailbag. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day. Ronald Reagan, sent along by Ian Tiawanus, who's uh, digging into his favorite Reagan quotes this week. Socialism only works in two places. Heaven, where they don't need it, and hell, where they already have it. Oh, they got socialism in hell. Mm. But, K-E-S-P, keep enjoying stretchy pants, Ian. But, the devil has a high literacy rate. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well played. Wanted to mention this, and, and I will touch on this note. From CJ. Just listen to the extra large podcast with Dr. Drew about the quote unquote homeless and mental health issues. Great podcast. He's spot on with his assessment. I've worked in the mental health field since 1997. Uh, goes on and says, uh, You guys absolutely nailed it. That podcast is available at armstrongandgetty.com. We will be playing you highlights presently. Uh, let's see. Also at armstrongandgetty.com, a videotape, a deep fake of me, Joe Getty, uh, reciting and swearing an oath to the Soviet Union. It's not great. I know it. It's not, <laughs> it's not great, but it's good, uh, and it's amusing. How did they go about it? They grabbed words from you over the years? No, or? actually, no. It's not my voice. It's the voice okay. of the original speaker, but it's one of those... It's not like jib-jab, which is jokey. It's a, a pretty darn good uh, imposition of my face on the spa- face of the speaker. Um, eyes, nose, you know, and it, it, oh, there I am. That's actually a very old picture of me, though. I look like a an aging child. But there you have it. <laughs> wow, that is wild. Isn't that something? It looks like me with my hair slicked back yeah. in 1961, you know, swearing my allegiance to the uh, Soviet Union. Yeah, good. Yeah, I always had Ber- a suspicion. Bernie approves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All this, uh, all this uh, bell- bellowing I much. do exactly about the Constitution and liberty and the rest <laughs> of it, just a cover up from my being a Soviet agent. They had excellent chandeliers in the subway stations. Another right. uh, Bernieism about Moscow. Oh, for God's I think sake. he mentioned in the town hall last night. I don't remember. Uh, then one more piece. What did you say, Hanson? I didn't understand that. You get people. Okay. All right. Fine. Um, also at armstrongandgetty.com, this real estate listing, Jack, I, uh, this is for the amusement of everybody who does not live in the Bay Area of California. 
It is a three-bedroom, two-bath home for sale in Oakland, California for $800,000. Wow. 800000 Jack, take a look at that house. Would you like to describe it to the good folks using your uh, your oratory uh, gifts? Well, it's, uh, it's it's got plywood over the windows. Yeah, it appears to it's be. It's got a, a yard about uh, eight feet by four feet yard. I'm using my finger quotes. Here are a couple more shots. Wow. I would call it, it looks to be a, a condemned shack. Yeah. It you, is, you're it's, buying a tiny piece of dirt. And a roof. And you can always tell if you're in a neighborhood where they got the metal doors in front of the wooden door that yeah. uh, it's a sketchy neighborhood. So uh, 850000 for that house? Eight, it's, crap. it's crap. Who would, it's crap. Who would buy that for $800,000? Uh, shoot them seven fifty. See what happens. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it is insane. In most of the country, you could buy a hell of a place for that kind oh of Oh, my gosh. Yeah, acres and, and beautiful. Uh, yeah, you have your own lake, waterfalls, a mountain. Here's a nice note from Jared. Uh, guys, I love it how Jack asked how fast the spaceships can in Star Wars can go, and how do they go that fast? Please explain to Simple Jack how fiction works. <laughs> <laughs> Please also discuss how zambi- zombies and vampires are killed, how the X-Men got their superpowers, how Batman builds his gadgets, and how Bernie Sanders will pay for his programs. See what I did there? Best regards, Jared. <laughs> How fiction works. Snuck in a point at the end. Yeah, what a little political commentary. I believe that was sarcastic, and I don't appreciate it. Uh, Longtime fag, writes Andrew, friend of Armstrong and Getty. Um, I know you hate the I've been listening since I was conceived bit, so I'll spare you the reminder of the never-ending passage of time. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Like uh, I like Joe. I'm concerned about the future of the country. Um, I'd love to try to think about what the future is going to look like, not hundreds of years, but 15 years from now. Whether it's politics, technology, social order, or disorder, I'd love to hear what you guys think my four- and one-year-olds will be facing when they're 19 and 16. Civil war due to political divide, world war, EMP strike by Iran, socialist government, driverless cars, homes with batteries, smoking hot, racially ambiguous population. What do you guys think? Uh, Smoking hot, racially ambiguous population. uh, A lot of that, yeah. I think that's pretty likely. Thanks for being the northern star for your listeners. Uh, Hard to cut through the bull S these days. You know, I appreciate the assignment, Andrew, but I think it's impossible to predict that sort of thing since so often events are driven by witness the coronavirus i mean if it truly wrecks the stock market it probably won't i suspect it'll bounce back pretty quickly but if it did that would affect the results of the election which would cause a chain of events so it's really tough to to excel in the prediction business because you don't see everything coming i have a guess but it makes me realize how pessimistic i am because it's not positive you're listening to the best of the armstrong and getty show armstrong and getty Armstrong and Getty. He said in the lead up, I want to taste blood. I believe that's what he was just doing there at the end of six, tasting Wilder's blood. That was outrageous. Okay, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, stay tuned. So that was a heavyweight boxing match, and the one guy was licking blood off the other guy? Yes, that was between uh, both undefeated fighters, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Fury, the licker in that situation, went on to win the win the fight. Fury uh, versus Wilder? Is this a movie, or that's that no, guy's name? Those are, those are two of the baddest punch throwers in the planet. Well, and so, blood lickers. So the current heavyweight... Nothing champ- counts so much as blood. So right. The, 
who's the current heavyweight champion of the world? Uh, Tyson Fury. Okay. Uh, so before this, Wilder was uh, 41 of 42 fights. He was undefeated. His only non-win was a draw against Tyson Fury. This oh. was their rematch. Oh, wow. 41 of his 42 fights had ended in a knockout. Wow. He was knocking noggins off, and then he got his blood licked and lost in this one. Wow. Fury was 29-0. and 0. He had 20 knockouts. And, uh, and, and Fury winning is great news for people who don't want to do abs at the gym. Because uh, he he, yes. got, he got a little bit of the flabby belly. Oh, there you go. That's interesting. Which brings me to what I was going to talk about here. Well, he probably lost because he, he freaked out when a guy went vampire. Yeah, on I him. couldn't fight a guy who licks my blood. I mean, it's bad um, enough getting punched in the face for a living, but the guy goes Count Dracula on you. I mean, that's <laughs> just going to rattle your concentration. Speaking of being flabby, next, I had a birthday on Friday, and that makes you take a little stock of yourself. And happy uh, belated. So, I meant to bring it up and it, embarrass it you. It wasn't a uh, yeah. I took a little stock of myself, and it was a sell. Sell. Sell now. It's going the wrong direction. Um, and I came across this in the New York Times over the weekend, and I meant to implement it and didn't, which gives you an idea of how successful I'll probably be. In six minutes, you can be done with your workout. This is that if new... you start 24 minutes into your workout. This is that <laughs> new theory based on science that rapid, serious effort, short periods of time, does more good than long workouts yeah that 60 minutes of cardio forget it um in six minutes you can be done with your workout our three short workout videos will get your heart pumping and give you a full body workout without a trip to the gym and it's it's pretty cool you do a a bunch of different exercises and and i read the science behind it and all the doctors and what they say they're not selling you anything so this isn't a you know somebody's making money off of this Mm -hmm. um well, somebody will come up with a mat or a garb you should wear, but that's that's uh, entrepreneurial. But what I like, what what I liked about this one, I I believe that it is is as good as they claim it is, and two, there's no excuse for not doing this. What sort of exercises are you talking about? Can uh, you give us an yeah, idea? Yeah, I'll get to that. Excellent. But there's no excuse for me not doing this, or you, or anybody else. But I only worry about me. Uh, there's eliminate. I don't need to join a gym. I don't need to have a special workout gear as soon as I get the right shoes or pants or whatever. There's no reason why I can't do this at home. But you do different exercises for a short period of time and then take a break. But you do it with intensity. And you can get giant rewards out of this. And you only have to commit six minutes of exercise three times a week. And you'll be so much better off than if you're doing no exercise like I basically am. Uh, each workout contains four main muscle groups, cardio, lower body, upper body, and abs. You do each exercise ex- each exercise for 30 seconds, followed by 15 seconds of rest, and then you repeat once. Ooh. There's no reason I can't do that. Wow. That means each muscle group gets a full two and a half minutes rest of rest before working again. So you, you, know, you mix them up. Oh, yeah, okay. I get it. Uh, push yourself. Keep a brisk pace so that you're working out intensely. Um, don't push so hard that you're losing your form. Trust me, I won't push myself too hard. Little danger of that. It's okay to feel discomfort. I don't want any discomfort. Let me get to the breakdown here. I had the there. I know there's a breakdown here at some point. Uh, but for instance, you do you know thirty seconds of these kind of lunge things. Yep, yep. I do them really hard, and then I rest fifteen seconds, and then I do uh, a jumping jacks. Yes. Plain the classic. Old, yeah, old run-of-the-mill jumping jacks. Just as good form, hard as I can for 30 seconds, 15-second break. Yeah. Then I do some uh, uh, bent knee push-ups, girl push-ups, they used to call them, but I suppose that's not cool anymore. No. Girl push-ups for 30 seconds, 15-second break. Anyway, there's just a, a four exercises that you do over the six-minute period. Done. 
Now, there's no reason why I don't do that every day. Zero reason. Yeah, you get a little sweaty. I mean, that's that's nobody likes being sweaty until okay. you're sweaty. Well, then, then die of a heart attack. Then all right, I will. Uh, so the New York Times paywalls you, but you get a certain number of free articles, right? So we'll yeah. link that at ArmstrongandGetty.com. Yeah. yeah, they even so have, can do it. They have videos showing you, uh, and then there's different ones. You can rotate them around. And the next one, and maybe instead of doing the lunges, you do deep knee bends and running in place, for instance. Mm-hmm. Super simple. Yeah. The the point is, and I really like this, and I believe it. You don't need to do that much to make a huge difference from nothing. Right. Right. Which is what a lot of us do. And I'm and that those of you who go to the gym every day and work out for 90 minutes good for you. I'm not talking Shut about Shut up. Well, you're to hear from you. They're working out for a different thing. They're working out to be in shape, not necessarily to be healthy. I think yeah. what you're describing is a great way to get on the healthy track. Sure. And then just to not let your joints and tendons and everything atrophy to wherever when you finally need to jump for something you about die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got a. I picked up a basketball goal over the weekend. The thing I bought myself for my birthday was a basketball goal, and I got it off Craigslist. So I got a really good one, like you'd have at a school gym. Yeah, and I, for a fraction of the price, because once their kids are done with it, they just want it out of there. You're very thrifty. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. So I did, and it's super heavy. So he had to load it into the back of my truck with a uh, a tractor, and then I had to use my tractor to get out of the back of my wow. truck. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a serious piece of equipment. But it's adjustable, so guess what I got to do, Sean? Oh, Dunk yeah. Dunk like a boss. Oh, my God, was I dunking. Throw it down, big man. <laughs> Throw it down. How many times did you hang on the rim too long and end up flat on your back? Oh, yeah, I'm behind the back. <laughs> Dunk's hanging off. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Tomahawking it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my new workout. Dunking on children on a seven foot six inch hoop. <laughs> LeBron Armstrong bringing it. Michael, I think we need transition music. I have two freedom-loving quotes of the day today. I love them both so much, I can't uh, I can't choose one. First, from one Ronald Reagan. I hope we once again have reminded people that man is not free unless government is limited. There's a clear cause and effect here that is as neat and predictable as a law of physics. As government expands, liberty contracts. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then, perhaps even more succinctly, and I, you know, it's funny, I've been a, a student of and great fan of H.L. Mencken. Since I was uh, late in my late teens, early 20s. Uh, if you want a Mencken book, uh, The Impossible H.L. Mencken is a compilation of his uh, newspaper columns and stuff. It's absolutely fantastic. But um, this this may be my favorite quote of all time. I am going to get not a T-shirt emblazoned on this. I'm going to get 10 T-shirts emblazoned with this. I'm going to get sweatshirts. I'm going to get sweaters. I'm going to emblazon it on the legs of pants. I'm going to buy a $500 suit, have it tailored, then have this printed on the back of the suit coat. And I quote, the urge to save humanity is almost always a false face for the urge to rule it. Mm. Mm. I rest my case, except for the next three and a half hours of show. Yes, (laughs) I'll Um, save it. Moving along. This is great. Jeff, honorary uh, producer Jeff sent this along. It's a poster. It appears to be in a classroom. Seven things every kid needs to hear. One, I love you. Two, I'm proud of you. Three, I'm sorry. Four, I forgive you. Five, I'm listening. Six, communism has failed every time it was tried. (laughs) Seven, you've got what it takes. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. I love that. I couldn't love it more. You know, that's great, but it's long. 
Uh, how about this? A back-to-backer. This is John. May or may not be his real name. I don't know. Been a cop for about 30 years and spent uh, over half of it supervising and managing jails. Few things to consider. The iron rule of jails. If an inmate wants to harm himself, it is impossible to prevent it. That's interesting. We're talking F- Epstein here. Um, and then he tells a story that just, I, oh, it's so crazy. Um, we'll tell it in the next half hour. Don't have time right now, but oh, oh, man. Um, but the long and short of it is, once you compress the carotid artery, the flow of oxygenated blood is restricted, and the subject loses consciousness in less than 10 seconds. So there's no oh. fight or struggle. For, oh. That's how autoerotic deaths occur. God, I hate thinking about that. But <clears throat> And uh, jails are understaffed, guys. Blah, blah, blah. He goes on. It's just it can't be stopped if he wants to. And then this from Mo, who had similar work for many, many years. There's no way Epstein could suicide without assistance. All right. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.